The following program has been furnished and paid for by Kevin Seven Financial Services, and KSCV is not responsible for its content or the products or services offered. Welcome to Your Finances with Kevin Seven here on KSEV, a show about finance and retirement planning. Now, here's CPA John Henry and Kevin Seven. Welcome to Your Finances with Kevin Seven. I'm John Henry. Our host and financial advisor is Mr. Kevin Coogley, MBA and CPRC. Kevin has over 26 years experience in financial planning and investing. I've been working in industry for, as I said, 40 years, and industry is CPA speak for working at an operating company as opposed to working in tax or in auditing. So uh, we've both been working in financing, uh, financial planning and in finance for a long time, Kevin. What, yep. um, how do you, uh, it's been a wild week. What do you, what do you think of last week? Wow, we we did the inaugural show last week, and you know we talked about being positive and having patience. But now we we had really good timing starting the show. It looks like the S and P five hundred index has officially entered bull market territory. So as of Thursday, the Standard and Poor's five hundred, which is the five hundred largest companies that are traded on the stock markets in the United States have hit 20% higher from their October lows, which means we are officially now in a bull market with the S&P 500 index. And the average average months that a, a bull market runs is 39 months. And, you know, it's... Uh, we, we, Somebody's probably thinking, well, what's the average return in, in the average bull market? It's 130%. So you have 39 months, which is three, you know, a little over three years. You're going to get 130%. Now, that's from the bottom. So in this calculation that I'm talking about, it's from the bottom where the S&P 500 was October 12th of last year. So we've hit bull market territory because we're up 20%. Now, that's just the Standard & Poor's 500 market that we're talking about. We are now in a bull market. So it was a great week for uh, stocks last week. We, we were looking at a resistance level of 4,200 on the S&P 500. So the resistance means that the, the stocks were coming up to that 4,200 level but they weren't hitting it, right? So now it busted through the, the resistance level of 4,200. So now that 4,200 mark in the S&P 500 becomes your new support level. And so a lot of these technical analysts are saying that, well, we're at 4,300 is going to be the next level of resistance on the upside. And it's actually, we've, we went through it uh, Friday. We went through 4,300. So very bullish 
bullish on America, and it's, it, it looks like they're, we're in the middle of a, a comeback right now. If you'd like to call the show, call 281-558-5738 and ask Kevin a question about finance or retirement or the market. Uh, I was certainly watching the market very closely. I've been watching that 4200 level on the Standard & Poor's. And I'd like to mention real quickly that a lot of, uh, of the media focuses on the Dow. The Dow 30 stocks is an important index, but the Standard & Poor's 500 or the S&P 500 is, is the largest capitalization of the market. That is, it's the it's the, the biggest dollar value moving forward. And so uh, most financial professionals, when they discuss, quote, the market, unquote, refer to the Standard & Poor's 500. And it right now is, is about 42.98 or something like that. It's very close. It's right under 4,300. Uh, and as Kevin noted, we've been bouncing uh, off or bouncing up to and then below 4,200. Uh, yeah. for from months or, or yeah. at least a month or so yeah. so and it's been a a uh, a developing thing uh, last week and the week before we bounced above 4200 up to 4300 and it sounds like we're talking about numbers a lot but what we're really talking about is is a concept of technical analysis called support and resistance that uh, financial professionals use to consider the psychological uh, level at which previous buyers have bought and sold, yep. and so it's a uh, so it's it's great news. It's uh, as as Kevin says, uh, now's the time to really start looking at your finances, to really start looking at at possibly repositioning your portfolio for growth. And uh, Kevin is absolutely the person to help you with that. Yeah, speaking of. You know, psych psychology and uh, be behavioral investing, they do these sentiment, and they do these sentiment surveys, right? So they have. There's still a lot of bearish sentiment out there, and you can tell this by how many people are short selling. Whenever you see a lot of short selling activity going on, that means that there is bearish sentiment. And we're still seeing a lot of bearish sentiment right now, and a lot of the bulls are remaining in, in hibernation. But yes, that it is important from a technical technical perspective to see that forty two hundred uh, support uh, resistance level broken through on the upside, and you know so there you've got that S and P five hundred, which is a lot of people probably recognize inside of their retirement plan that as an option for them to invest in. So it's just one index. Now, we're not talking about the Russell 2000 index. The Russell 2000 is not doing so good right now. It is more of a inclusive index because it's four times as large as the 500, right? 500 times yeah, four, you got yeah. 2000. Uh -huh. And so- In number of stocks. Yes, so there are a lot more small cap stocks in there. And then in there we have financials, industrials and healthcare. Now those are three sectors that I just mentioned. Financial is a sector which has not been doing too good, particularly within regional banks like we spoke about earlier. And then industrial, 
And so you've got these sectors that make up the Russell 2000. And, you know, the regional bank index, KRE, has has done pretty bad this year. It's now seen some resistance level on the downside. But, yeah, you've got uh, this broader index, Russell 2000, and it's not done so well. So in that, you might see that as an option also in your 403B or your 401K or whatever retirement plan that you have wherever you work. So that's uh, the Russell 2000 and more inclusive, more broad of an index. Give us a call at 281-558-5738 and you can ask a question to Kevin Coogley an MBA and CP, CPRC and he, with LPL dot, LPLfinancial.com, which is a major financial, uh, uh, major financial retirement company. One of the yeah. things about Kevin is that he has a clear overview of the market and understands the, the dynamics that are happening in the stock market and is uh, and I'll, I'll note if if he if he will permit me that some radio commentators will try and fit your financial plan into a product that they sell. Uh, Kevin is skilled in in fitting the market or the um, the the available investments to what you need. Now, uh, Kevin, what what is a good? Uh, a lot of times, you know, there's different ages of people, and I'm mm. I'm kind of mm. an an older type of person. I won't say how old, but I'm a little older. <laughs> uh, when I was 35, I had different concepts about finance than I do in the uh, than I do right now. So, yeah. um, when when you start to talk about retirement, I'll bet you've seen different ages when people kind of go. Hmm. You know, it's I can see uh, ten years from now something's going to happen. I can see fifteen years from now something's going to happen. What are some of the ages that, of of person that you see who comes to you uh, in need of financial planning? Yeah, there are some key ages that everyone should be aware of whenever you're looking at your retirement, right? So you have uh, age fifty is actually one of the most important ages because believe it or not a lot of people some retirement plans allow you to start withdrawing money at age 50 and then you might remember it from back from the people who had pensions back in the day and still a few people have pensions as we spoke at on last week's show you have a pension usually you're going to have a calculation that is a minimum of 20 years and the age of 50. So there you have the age of 50, which is an important age. And then going on beyond that, you have age 59 and a half. And you know what age 59 and a half is, right? That's when, that's when you can first start taking tax-free or tax uh, non-penalty withdrawals from your retirement plan, right? So you can start withdrawing money at age 59 and a half and not have to pay that penalty of 10%. The, uh, a lot of people who are age 50 and 59 
really don't see forward to retirement. And at 59 and a half, retirement is, is uh, knocking at the door. It's a, uh, it's a thing that's, that's happening. And retirement is not necessarily that you sail off into the sunset with all your money. It's when there's a forced change in your in your work steps. Yeah. You know, you are you are in fact. Uh, I know there's laws against age discrimination, but right. but in in uh, working in Texas, it's uh, it's frankly a competitive market, yeah. and and so you are competing against against people for you know for your position who uh, who have qualifications just like you do they have energy level just like you do they may have a hunger level than that's you know a hunger for success a hunger for achievement that may be different than what you have so uh, I think at age 50 it's a great time to to really think well you know how much am I putting in my 401k or am I in a pension um, a lot of times, uh, you know, as I recall, there's a formula in for Texas teachers that is like your age plus mm -hmm. 20 equals some status, uh, or your employment plus plus your age equals a certain amount. It's it's important to start looking at those things. In other words, if you if you began, let's say you worked 10 years in in, I would say industry, but in a company. And then you move to a uh, a government uh, type of, of job. What is the effect of that on your retirement? In other words, do you have a four hundred one k and a pension, or do you have uh, just a four hundred one k or just a pension? Well, yeah, you want to make sure whenever you. By the way, all of it, all of this boils down to financial planning, and that is the foundation of, of what we do at Kevin Seven. In a financial plan, we always recommend that people start putting money in as early as possible and as much as possible. So a starting point, and you know, Ramsey mentions this as well in one of his baby steps, baby step number four, put in 15%, mm -hmm. right? So you can maximize that and have put more than obviously 15% in, right? So you can put the money in, uh, let it grow up to your cap, and that's another thing for your age being age 50, right? You you can put in an extra amount of money into your retirement plan. So if you've hit age 50, you want to call your employer's retirement plan. You know, Fidelity is the largest player in that space, and and ask them if they can, uh, you know, how much you can put in extra. Right. So if you're around the age of 50, that is very important. Take a look at that. Call your retirement plan provider, which in many cases is, is Fidelity, and uh, they should be able to guide you and tell you how much you can contribute. The more that you can contribute in the beginning of the year, the better you'll be because money compounds faster in the, inside of a tax-deferred account. So it's better to get the money in there as uh, as early as possible, right? I have forgotten. I have forgotten about that, that there's a catch-up provision at age 50, so the, the limits increase quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Give us a call at 281-558-5738 to talk to Mr. Kevin Coogley about retirement and investing.
Having a hard time knowing what kind of income you may expect in retirement? Kevin Seven is a financial planning firm. We take you from financial confusion to financial confidence. A financial plan takes into account what you're making, spending, and saving, and forecasts that into the future. Call us at 877-KEVIN-7. That's 877-538-4677. We can schedule an appointment for you via Zoom, phone, or even in person. Or visit us on our website at kevin7.com. K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. Catch Chris X Radio weekdays at 4, right here on AM 700 KSEV. So, how are things going over at Harris County Commissioner's Court? So that I can then go explain to my community what else we're doing, because some of us are wrapped around the little finger of a woman who I don't know what the f*** she's threatened you with. Oh, how I miss the old wholesome days with Ed Emmett Otter and his jug band. Chris X Radio, weekdays 4 till 6, right here on The Voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. And we're back. I have a new microphone. Welcome back to Your Finances with Kevin Seven. I'm John Henry, a CPA working in Houston industry for the past n- numerous decades. Kevin has over 26 years experience in financial planning and investment and we and we're talking about finances and we're talking about investments so uh before the break we were visiting about ages and and kevin you're sitting here ready to advise people uh on on finances and on retirement Mm. and you were mentioning 50 is a is a really good age to begin consulting a an expert in retirement uh what other uh uh, what are now when a person calls you or or goes to your website and the website uh is kevins7.com um, kevins7.com and you can uh, uh, begin to fill out information and and also create part of a plan yourself before you yeah. even talk to Kevin you so can, you can start the financial plan as early in life as you want and this is you know people a lot of people out there probably uh knowledgeable or have heard of mint this is kind of the same thing where you connect all of your accounts but this connects all of your accounts into a financial plan so that it's very dynamic and it changes as the balances in your account change and as your lifestyle changes right it's very good software it's pretty cool to set it up and then be able to see all of your assets in one place and yeah, it, again, going back to those key ages that we were speaking of, age 50, age 59 and a half, and then age 62 is the next age that we are coming up uh, on above age 59 and a half. You know what's important about age 62? Social Security. Amen, yeah. Social Security, which should be the baseline bedrock foundation of somebody's financial plan because you know it's guaranteed income, right? So age 62 is the earliest that you can receive that money. So there's also something else called FRA. It's a Social Security term. That stands for oh. full retirement amount, right? right? 
And so this differs depending on when you were born. Now, for a lot of the younger people, it's age 67 to get your full retirement amount. So if you wait until you, you, your full retirement amount, if you look at this, and anybody can go to the ssa.gov, that stands for Social Security Administration.gov. Used to, by the way, they used to mail out Social Security statements. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore now. You log into their website, right, ssa.gov, and you can see your Social Security statement and all your previous earnings. And so it'll show you what your FRA is, depending on when you were born, your full retirement age. And the way that it works is since 62, you're going to get more money at age 67 than you would at age 62. So they back down 6% per year mm-hmm. every year So from your full retirement age. Now, so that's your full retirement age. Say it's age 67 in this example. They will increase it for every year that you delay it. So it would go up 8% per year on your Social Security from your full retirement age up until age 70. And they will stop increasing your Social Security. So we're talking about determining when you should take your Social Security. Some people have to take it at age 62, and that's fine. And there's a case to be made for taking that Social Security money out early because of the time value of money, even though you know you would receive a lesser payment than you would at your full retirement age or age 70 when it's the max that you can. And by the way, they will send you a Social Security check, and you'll start receiving money at age 70. You won't have a choice on that. So you'll be able to take that money at age 70. One of the um, things that people of near retirement age talk about a lot is do you take it at 66 and a half or, or 67 or do you take it at 72 or 70 and a half? Or, uh, 70. 70, yes. 70. And it's, it, there's a, you know, it's a mathematical formula. Yep. And so if you, uh, if you, if you take it at 66 or 67, you, uh, you, you do get a substantial amount. In other words, like, like for a, a, a person who's been earning from 60 to 100K all their life, you know, they'll end up with a check for like $2,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is a kind of a financial manipulation, but if you take the uh, the annual amount that you receive and divide it by the current interest rate, you'll be surprised to find that if you had that much in cash, that amount would be in the a uh, million dollars. In mm. other words, if if you can yeah. r- if you can receive a check for twenty five hundred a month or thirty thousand a year, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to punch numbers into a calculator right. here on the radio, but if you uh, take that and divide it by say point zero four. Uh, I think that that might be a million too. So, yeah. in other words, if you had a, a million two hundred thousand dollars at four percent, that would be thirty thousand a year. Is that right? Yeah. You well, the the whole point of the calculation is to show you how valuable it is yes. in to have Social Security, and there we're we're trying to show you the the value. If you had to have, we can create a. I like to call a private pension for people who do not have a pension, right? So through an insurance company, we can guarantee a certain amount of income to a client based on a lump sum. So if you do those calculations on whatever you would receive in Social Security, it it winds up being a fantastic benefit. It's a baseline for everybody uh, who who is entitled to uh, Social Security. So the Social Security Administration takes your 40 highest 
quarters mm -hmm. of earnings, which is 10 years, and then they use that as the calculation to derive whatever your benefits are. But again, anybody can go and log into ssa.gov and find out what their Social Security benefits are and, uh, at their full retirement age. It's also crucial to log into ssa.gov to check even at age 20 or 25, yeah. to make sure that your employer has contributed the money that they, have, that they should have paid on your behalf to Social Security. Mm -hmm. And in my, in my experience as a CPA in industry handling payroll for years and years and years, it can happen, where, uh, particularly if the employer is like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say a pool company, a small private contractor, a... Uh, a, a smaller company that goes out of business, you might find that you've worked for a year and that, uh, that, uh, that fund, those funds that they should have contributed to Social Security and for your withholding is not properly credited. Mm -hmm. And so you need to check that, yeah. and the sooner the better. So just because you're at 31 and, you know, we're looking at retirement in 20, you know, 2055, uh, doesn't mean you should not set up your account at socialsecurity.gov. Also, the the security is very very heavy. You need to log on, set the password, have a, a phone for sec uh, for two factor authentication. Your uh, social ssa.gov account is is crucially important for your retirement, and it's a baseline that Kevin works with. To, uh, to really build you a retirement income. Yeah, Any, anything that's uh, guaranteed, whether it be Social Security income or a pension income that your employer might provide or the state might provide, yeah, these are used as, as a baseline in your retirement to try to meet those essential payments that you have. Really, the, mm -hmm. the one of the best definitions of risk that I've ever heard is by Robert Jeffrey, and he said that risk is really the likelihood of having ins insufficient funds. So, yes, that's the essential payments that you have. We start with Social Security, and then we build upon that to make sure that you have the, uh, the essential, essential payments, right? So you want to have the uh, you want to have the income to meet those essential payments. And Social Security is, is a, a fantastic baseline to start with, right? Very much so. Give us a call at 281-558-5738. You may have a specific uh, question about the market or retirement. Uh, and, and Kevin is here to answer that. Kevin is an expert in retirement. He's an MBA. Kevin, where did you get your MBA? Did the MBA at USC Marshall Executive MBA? That's the one where you work and you go to school on the weekends. Uh, okay, so, yeah, did that in Los Angeles. Fantastic! I, I actually went to Uni University of Houston uh, MBA school and and um, am am a big fan. You know, an MBA is kind of a is is an overall business uh, understanding. In other words, it, it includes accounting, finance, uh, personnel management, the law. Uh, someone who has an MBA is a um, is a 
you know, like an overall expert in business. Uh, they may not be a payroll specialist. Uh, they may not be a stock market specialist like Kevin is. But uh, having an MBA, they, you know, they know the big picture. And that's, that's, that, I think that's real important when talking with someone about business. Some, uh, some advisors are, are not MBAs, not generalists in retirement and the stock market, but they're trained in uh, promoting a specific product. And, uh, and uh, Kevin is the uh, opposite of that in that he is... Uh, yeah, independent. We're independent. Independent, so. yes, yes. Being independent is, is important because when we look at doing something, and by the way, we're talking about retirement and we're talking about stocks, but you also want to make sure that your retirement plan has some guardrails on it. And you want to make sure that you're not doing anything that's an outlier or way out on the on the Richter scale of investments or finances. So that's what we help people do, and we keep them in line. So there's many different solutions that an independent advisor can give you. We have many different insurance carriers that we, mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. we may work with. We're not just locked into one insurance carrier. We're not in, locked into one investment bank. Uh, for instance, we can do structured notes, which create uh, an investment bank like a Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs or Bank of America. Those are some of the big ones. They can, as I mentioned, guardrails. They can, in a way, put to guardrails on certain investments whenever you go into a, a structured note where it will minimize the downside Obviously, the trade-off is, is if you minimize the downside, then it will limit your upside participation. Yeah, so these are many different solutions, virtually anything that you can think of that we can do that's within reason, you know, we can, we can do. Right. You know, we're talking a lot about investments and Social Security here, but there's another real key component to uh, creating an estate and one of the things that creates an instant estate, especially for a younger person who may, you know, who may, let's say a, a person has, uh, a, a young man is married, and of course I remember this, I was, you know, 42 or something, and, and we had a, a, a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and a joyful time in our lives, uh, it, but we didn't have, <laughs> we had no money, zero money. You, we might have had two or three thousand mm. dollars. Is uh, is life insurance? Yes. And and I was, uh, w uh, my wife and I both were able to uh, purchase uh, two hundred thousand two each. We purchased a two hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy, mm -hmm. and so uh, and it was a, it was a great source of comfort because we knew that if. Uh, if uh, something terrible mm -hmm. happened, which didn't happen, thank the Lord. But you know, we were, we uh, we knew that uh, in, in the face of uh, c uh, catastrophe and calamity, mm -hmm. we our lifestyle would not, or the survivor's lifestyle and the children would not be uh, uh, wildly disrupted. Well, uh, yeah. Let's talk a. You know, yeah, you're the expert on life insurance. That is, you know, peace of mind. Really, mm -hmm. you know, you're mm -hmm. young. As a, you're in a young adult and you have kids, you'll want to have 
that peace of mind to know that uh, your spouse and that your kids are taken care of, right? And I assume that was term, pol- uh, it was, poli- it, it term po- policy it was that you bought, right? Extremely inexpensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, we we were you know we younger. We were younger. Uh, I I was a you know an accountant in industry, so you know I was making money, but I wasn't making. You know, you hear one hundred and fifty thousand dollars salaries. I was probably making mid. You know, 40, 30, 40, mm-hmm. 50,000. My mm-hmm. wife was a teacher, but we could easily afford the the uh, the 30 a month or something like that that right. was required to get. Of course, prices change and products are different, but uh, to get the term life insurance. And it kind of it kind of gets you in the mindset of thinking, oh, what if this? You know, what if you know? Maybe I should talk to someone about mm-hmm. this. You know, what you know? What about the house? What about uh, any credit card debt that you mm-hmm. may have. You know, it's the beginnings of financial planning for a young person is what would happen to my five-year-old mm-hmm. if I pull out on San Felipe Road and, yeah. and someone runs a red light. Yeah. It's, uh, 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 <laughs> there may yeah. be a little more of it. I'm, you know, I hope I'm not bringing anyone well, you down. You never know, but that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're giving people a peace of mind whenever we, we insure them, and you can get a term policy, and I think that's the kind that you were alluding to yes. that you had. When, yes. And term essentially means that you have a termination date in it, and it's generally inexpensive. The younger you are, and it becomes more expensive the older that you become. And so say it's a 20-year term, you'll pay mm-hmm. the same fixed amount for that 20 years for whatever the death benefit is that uh, you're paying for, so you you know people can get two hundred fifty thousand dollar death benefit, five hundred thousand, a million dollars. The huge benefit there is that there is no income tax that is paid on that right, right, benefit right, whenever right. somebody dies. So term insurance policies are not a bad way to go for people who are younger, and they're inexpensive, and it buys that peace of mind so that if something you know if something happens to me. My spouse and my my kids will be taken care of. The uh, uh, you know what Kevin said there when he said twenty years, I w- you know, and I am not the insurance expert, but as a, I was just a customer, but a twenty year level term means that you know they say, well, this guy is thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a real good chance he's going to live to fifty eight, mm-hmm. and so so w- we will pay, we will insure him for twenty years at the same price. So uh, if, uh, let's say I was paying 50 a month, so 600 a year, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll continue to insure him at whatever rate for, for uh, $600 a year out to the point where he's age 58. Now at 58, you, they look at you a lot differently. They, you know, oh, they're, yeah, they're going <laughs> to, yeah, you can't walk in and get uh, very uh, cheap insurance policy. The older that you become, the more expensive it gets. And we just spoke about term insurance. There is also another type of policy called permanent. And you can really see it built within a permanent insurance policy. As somebody gets older, there's something called COI, that stands for cost of insurance, and that increases. And you can see it on your annual statement, how much Mm -hmm. that cost of insurance increases as you get older. And a lot of people use these as investment vehicles because there is a cash account uh, or, or a variable account that's within some of these policies. You can get a variable universal life policy that actually is 
they're quasi mutual funds, so they, mm-hmm. they can move up and down. And I've I've seen some younger people even use these as a uh, kind of like a Roth IRA on steroids mm-hmm. because a lot mm-hmm. of high income earners they aren't allowed to contribute to a Roth, but there's ways that they can put an after-tax contribution into a variable universal life policy, and they can still get stock market-type returns. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then when they want to withdraw the money down the road, they just borrow against the policy and, and withdraw the money tax-free. Very good. I'll tell you what, Give look, why don't we line up a call at 281-558-5738. It sounds like we're about to go to an ad, so we'll take a a quick break, and we'll be back uh, with Financial Planning with Kevin Coogley. There are three things you need to know when choosing a financial advisor. Number one, experience. Number two, credentials. And number three, judgment ability. I have over 27 years experience in the industry. I am a chartered retirement planning counselor, CRPC, and an MBA. Although past performance doesn't guarantee future results, we can show you that we've delivered results that double the S&P 500. Don't hesitate. Call us at 877-KEVIN-7 or visit us on our website, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. Democrats have gone scorched earth, weaponizing government to take out their political opponents. The indictment of President Trump, it's about more than just President Trump. And whether or not you like Trump or not, the idea that Democrats would pull this trigger is an existential threat to this nation, to our Constitution, and your rights and freedom. We talk about the fallout coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show. See at 7 after Lance on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Welcome back to Your Finances with Kevin Coogley. Kevin's website is kevins7.com k-e-v-i-n-s-7.com it's more than just a website where you put in your contact information to con- for him to contact you you can consolidate your financial information in a in a way that's similar to uh to mint where you can so for instance i have a vanguard account i could put my vanguard account on that so that when i i came to talk with kevin about my big picture he, uh, you know, he would have that information on hand. Yeah, and I could see your holdings and your cost basis. So, right, it's very helpful. Well, anyway, we were visiting about insurance, and you, uh, I don't know if if any of the listeners have noted that we were talking kind of in order. We were talking about Social Security, mm-hmm. then we were talking about four hundred one ks and investments, and then fi- then we were talking about insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, finance, personal finance, and retirement is is a, to say the least, it's a multivariate uh, <laughs> equation. And for those of, of us who have taken uh, uh, calculus or advanced calculus, I've taken baby business calculus, which you know math majors would laugh at, but it, it's where you have five or six things going on at the same time, and it, it's 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 a it's a problem. That, that changes 
every you know every several months and so when you when you you know it help it it's nice to have help you know it's uh, that's why Kevin's in business is to have help Kevin what are some of the accounts uh, the types of accounts that people can open uh, at uh, w- with you or, or or how do you advise people and how does the 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 whole deal work yeah so the the financial plan again is the root of it and when we have all of the the client clients or new clients information we onboard them right we pull in their information to all the accounts into the financial plan then we can have the retirement model and show them this on a screen it can be even done on a zoom call Mm -hmm. and you will see whenever somebody goes through retirement you know typically there's two different kinds of accounts you have a retirement account and you have a non-retirement account bill the non-retirement account is the one you're usually receiving a 1099 on every An year. after-tax account. That's correct. So to speak, after-tax. Yes. Yes. yes, non-retirement account, after-tax account, same thing. So whenever we model this out and we see them draw, we show a client when they're, how their assets are drawn down over their retirement years. Typically what we do, it, we see it on the, on the model and it's bar chart different colors it shows at the top of the bar chart we're drawing down money from the non-retirement accounts first so we do that because remember going back to the retirement accounts money grows tax deferred better right because Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. it, it compounds faster money compounds faster in tax deferred accounts so we always want to postpone Yes. withdrawing money out of your retirement accounts. That's why you withdraw money from your non-retirement accounts usually mm-hmm. first, right? And, you know, the government, the IRS rules state that it, they, they've since with the Secure Act three, uh, 2.0, they've increased it, right, from 70 and a half, and now it's gone up to 72, and at some point it'll go up to 73. So those are called RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions, and that's the neat thing about the financial planning software. It takes all of that into account whenever your RMDs start at whatever age it is that you would have to take your RMDs after the new tax law. The uh, holy grail of tax planning is to push it out into the future. And and in in the very first part of my career, I was a tax accountant with uh, Ernst and Winnie, now called Ernst and Young. And in and I grew up in I was in MBA school in an environment uh, post Carter pre Reagan or you know right at that changeover and there were 20% interest rates. So <laughs> if, if you could put Back off in the 70s. Yes, 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 if you could put off uh, paying a dollar it was like getting 20 cents uh you know in 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 the recent interest rates you know environment of basically zero interest rates it wasn't so uh crucial now we have what i consider to be reasonable interest rates nevertheless you always want to pay tax later and and there and uh, there's two main types of iras one is called is called the I, you know, conventional IRA or the after-tax or the, uh, or what would you say, Tra- pre-tax. Tra- traditional Traditional IRA. IRA. Yeah. And then there's the Roth IRA. Right. Uh, I, I have an opinion that's contrary to a lot of financial advisors that I hear, uh, uh, Su- and Susie Orman would be one. 
Um, and I'm interested to see what you would say, Kevin, because, uh-huh. you know, I really don't know what you're going to say. Uh-huh. I've always favored the, and maybe it's just because of my background, the uh, traditional IRA where you get the tax deduction for your contribution to the IRA or to the 401k, which is treated tax-wise the same, or the Roth IRA. And there's advantages to both. Complicated situation uh, and what is what is your opinion? Yeah, so immediately here here in the state of Texas, you don't have a state income right. tax. So uh, an immediate deduct- deduction is good. Uh, state of California, big state income tax there, potentially 10, 13 percent. Wow. So you get uh, you got you get that immediate deduction there too. So traditional IRAs. Um, or you, by the way, you can do this inside of a uh, 401k or a 403b too. And you should ask your HR manager or your provider if they allow for a Roth 401k or a Roth 403b. And so the difference is, is that you're paying after tax with the Roth. The money is not deducted from your payroll. It's take, it's deducted in the sense that they put the money into the Roth, but they don't do it with the tax deduction, right? Mm-hmm. So you will have to pay taxes on that contribution into a Roth 401k. And so the benefit is, is that you, you're paying now, so you don't have to pay later, and you don't pay a penny of income taxes on that Roth whenever you withdraw money from your Roth. You don't pay a penny, even state income taxes if you're in a t- tax income state. Even if you kill it in the Roth, and by kill it, I mean as a good thing, like say you start investing in, um, um, say you really knock it out of the park with your investments, like you've bought nothing but NVIDIA and Tesla and AMD (laughs) uh, 10 years ago, and all of a sudden you have $10 million in your Roth IRA. Uh, What that means is is that all that gain is is completely tax-free when you withdraw it. And that's an amazing thing. Yep. Uh, now, you do have to be a certain age to withdraw at that point. But Yeah, you don't want to withdraw it prior to the age, again, that age 59 and a half. If you withdrew it prior to then, then there are some waivers and exceptions, but prior to age 59 and a half, you would have to pay a 10% penalty. But your point about, like, California is that, when, uh, and I had forgotten about this, uh, uh, here in Texas, there is no state income tax. There is no state income tax withholding. You know, so uh, so if you're in a say the 35 percent bracket, and then you are live in California or New York or New York City, that would be 45 or 50 percent bracket where they would be where they would be taking taxing um, half of your income. They're the pre-tax or the traditional IRA or traditional 401k has a real attractive upfront savings. Uh, yep. And uh, so if, if you believe your tax, your taxable income rate, your whatever you're paying in income tax, if you think that that's going to go up in the future, then you'll want to do a Roth more so than not. Because if interest, if, if, Tax rates go up in the future, and there's a lot of people who are speculating that because over the history of the United States of America, you know, you're looking at the income tax rate. Of course, at one point, we didn't even have an income tax rate in this country, but (laughs) 
that's another story. But the in- income tax rates right now are relatively low. Mm-hmm. So somebody that thinks that income taxes or rates are going to go up in the future, that would should make them lean more towards going to a Roth because they're not going to have to pay that higher income tax rate down the road when they withdraw that money. Let me give Kevin's contact information. You can call Kevin at 1-877-KEVINS7. That's 877-538-4677. Or you can go to kevins7.com. That's K-E-V-I-N-S-7.com. Now, we have just a few minutes if you'd like to call in at 281 558-5738. We were, does, you know, part of the theme of this show that we've developed, we didn't plan this theme, is that financial planning, retirement planning, is a, is a complex, multivariate type of situation. So if you, um, let's imagine a situation where you are, are married, you're, imagine you both are high-income professionals, and let's just say you are both lawyers and you're, you're really making a lot of money. You have bought a house. You are uh, you know, paying for the house. You have nice cars. And then you have twins. So you might have been. <laughs> I've got a friend like that. Well, well I'm, so, so do I. So do I. The, you might have been uh, going along just great, and you might have been contributing 15% in, into your 401ks. And, and then uh, all of a sudden you realize, oh, it's not, you know, that's not going to be happening in the next five yeah. years. And so you have to change that. You've had a discussion with Kevin, and, and you, you have to assume things that have happened in the past continue until it doesn't. Mm. So that's where uh, Kevin has the, uh, the, the software and Kevin's business experience and retirement planning experience can help you, uh, you know, reset, re- redo what you're doing and, and, and then move forward under the new set of assumptions. And that's why it's so complex. And, and that's why just having a simple product is not going to help you. Yeah, it's uh, what all all those calculations that go into a financial plan are very complex. But what I tried to do is make it very simple for somebody to understand. So when we look at the financial planning software, we will see, look, if you just raise your retirement plan contribution from 10 percent to 13 percent, Boom, it will show you how that will affect your income in your retirement, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. We, we try to keep, even though there, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of people, we just sit down and we'll, we'll give them a one-page solution, right? And it will show you exactly what they need to do in order to get the retirement that they want to have, right? So, however, if somebody's an engineer or uh, an accountant or whoever it may be, they want to go into the details, and we can go into a lot of details with the financial plan, right? So I was giving an example of, of say, two you know high income uh, income professionals, but but I don't want to uh, give the impression that if if you are in the income range of thirty five to forty thousand, 
or 50000 that you should not do retirement planning. You very much should. Yes. When you have uh, two people, a, a married couple particularly, who are uh, – uh, who make fifty thousand? You're talking about a family income of a hundred thousand dollars, and and those people need it's just as complex for them, or maybe even more so. Uh, you might have a a one of the couple might be a, a government employee, like a teacher or mm-hmm. a, or a federal worker, whereas the other person may have Social Security. Uh, those, uh, you know, one may have a 403B or one may have a pension. The other one may have a 401K. You know, what about life insurance? You know, what about the children? Are they in public school or private school? All those things are, are important factors. And so uh, I, wanna, I want to encourage uh, anyone with, uh, with, you know, with a forward view, you have to you have to realize that there is a future. You're going to be living in that future, and and you're going to really uh, benefit by by having someone uh, provide some uh, objective guidance to that future. Yeah, it's um, never too early to start planning, and you know, it's it's something that everybody should do when they're young. And the, the younger that you start, the, the greater the likelihood is that you will want to be successful. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of the younger people also, they love the, the, the software that we show on the financial plan. And they think it's really cool, the updates. And it's a, yeah, it's a fun process. This is me, Retirement planning is meant to be fun, and financial planning should be fun. So that's what we try to do at Kevin's 7. Thank you for joining us. 877-Kevin7. Or you can email him at K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. And tune in again next Sunday at 1 o'clock for your finances with Kevin7. Right here on KSEV. Kevin Coogley is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.